The Bot Pod, a podcast for the stands. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Bop Pod. I'm Alana. I'm Jesse. I'm Steve. <laughs> and we are going to talk about a bunch of stuff this weekend. But as always, we want to catch up with you and just share what we've been listening to lately. Uh, anyone want to take it away? Well, as far as new, I you know, I, I always be keeping up with the new stuff that's coming <laughs> out. So some new albums that have dropped that I've, uh, I haven't listened to the whole thing, but like Tears for Fears released an album. Um, and, you know, I love that song, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. That's a classic. So I was like, let me check mm. out what these guys are doing 40 years later. <laughs> and and what is it? It's not bad. It's, I mean, it's not I don't know. I, I don't like, to, I'm not like, oh, things are bad. But it's like, obviously, you know, it's. Guys from the eighties still making music. Nothing stood out as a bop or you know um, anything really, but it wasn't it wasn't too bad. Okay. Um, and then to speak another comeback. His Avril Lavigne's new album, um, I called Love Sucks, and you know it's it's pretty you know basic. You know it's like <laughs> you know what basic. you think. But, you know, but she's got you know Machine Gun Kelly, Black Bear, Mark Hoppus. From uh, that sort of, that feels in line with you know her her sound. She was always like pop pop punk. Yeah, pop. and I feel like pop punk's making a a, a comeback with yeah. like Machine Gun Kelly and like Willow's doing <laughs> a lot of that stuff too, and Black Bear. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, she's in her bag. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. The first shit you said, uh, everybody wants to rule the world. Uh-huh. So I got like a funny story with that. I used to bartend. And, you know, when you bartend, they be playing bullshit when you're working. Mm-hmm. And it was playing that song. And, yo, forever, I thought that shit was by David Bowie. <laughs> that shit sound like some David Bowie shit. Yeah. Well, this yeah. Like, Welcome mm. to you. Yeah, so I'm like, damn. Uh, you tell me this the intro to like this. I know I'm not bugging. This sound like David Bowie. So I'm, I'm behind the bar, and I'm like, damn, David Bowie went crazy. Some mm. white guy goes, the fuck you mean, David Bowie? I'm like, <laughs> damn, bro. I'm serving your drinks. What if I go to the back and spit in your shit, bro? Just because I didn't know this shit wasn't David Bowie? <laughs> that shit is crazy. If you're a white person, you tell me this shit don't sound like it does sound Ziggy like Starfish, yeah, it does. whatever the bullshit he's <laughs> doing. Ziggy This shit sound like David Bowie. I was so upset. It wasn't like I said this shit sound like fucking Kid Rock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's our band name, actually. Ziggy Starfish. Ziggy Starfish. <laughs> What's the name? It's not Ziggy Pussy Star- Rick. <laughs> Pussy King. Pussy hey, King. Everybody, I only heard the hits by David Bowie. Pussy I don't know his King. shit. You know what I'm saying? Pussy but, uh, Rick. Hell yeah. I'm sorry. We're, what is it? Also, oh, this Ziggy episode Stardust. has to come Fuck after. Oh, All right, man. Let me, let me chill. Let me chill. I'm but, done. Let me say what I'm <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Bad. So, I've just been catching up yeah. <laughs> on the new stuff. Oh, my God. For sure. Pussy uh, Rick. But I've been listening to some some cool tunes. I've been listening to the <laughs> the sound God, uh, SoundCloud Godfather uh, Versace or mm-hmm. Versace. You feel me? Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys were on the SoundCloud wave, but he was pretty popular for remixes. He was up there with like what Oshi, oh. Ryan Hemsworth. Who else was Liddy back then? Is Fuck Ryan you. Hemsworth related to Chris Liam? and Liam? 
I would I would assume no. Okay. There yeah, is a third ca- brother. He's, he's Canadian. They're, oh, they're <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I might be bugging. Maybe he is related to them. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, but uh. Oh, but this is good. But this is funky. I, I always enjoyed his music. I enjoyed all of the SoundCloud wave. I thought those yeah. those people were like talented ass musicians. I don't know why they never really like went over like you know what I'm saying? Wave Runner. How the fuck did I forget? Oh my God, Wave Runner was sick. Yo, yo, SoundCloud in its prime was nuts. Like, you know what I mean? But, I feel like I was really late to it. Bro, but this I, is this is a good, like, education for me. This is one of the ones up there. Yeah, this is a popular one. And I was so happy when this was able to be, like, on streaming services. I was, like, sick. Yeah. But I used to rap on uh, his beats. I was in a rap, like, group in, uh, <laughs> like, college, I guess. And then we, we would rap on, like, their beats, Oshi's beats, Flip. Uh, who else was there? Rave Runner. We did some Rave Runner shit. But yeah, SoundCloud. SoundCloud's a fun time. He's dope. I hope he's doing good. I see this shit got 100 million views. So I hope we got to check. Wow. But yeah, yeah. Shout out my son, Versace. I love this. It's a fun uh, one. I love I love that I learned so much uh, just recording with you guys. Um, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Well, I guess what I have been listening to is pretty much this one reggaeton song, uh, Imaginaste. Uh, it's a remix uh, with Wisin and Yandel and uh, Jai Cortez. Um, and I don't know what about it. Again, like I just hear like songs at a certain part of the day, like if I'm working out or it's at a certain volume, and I'm just like, wow, this really goes crazy. Um, and so after I heard this for the first time, I got in an Uber not too long after that. And I'm this is psychotic behavior. But I pretty much just played this song the entire car ride (laughs) from wherever I was going. Sometimes you Um, need to just hear it over and over. Yeah. Yeah. And also because I'm probably going to use it in in my sets and stuff. So I'm like, okay, it's actually, I need to know every part of it. Um, But it's, uh, yeah, it's so good. I don't know. And I've also just been trying to listen to a little bit more old school reggaeton as well um, because... Yeah, so I've been listening to a lot of Ivy Queen or Evie Queen, um, old, like, old Wisin Yandel and Daddy Yankee, and then Howley Randy is another duo. And they, they still do stuff now, but, like, I feel like they feature more than they put out their own music these days. But, yeah, that's it for me. So, do you, like, how do you um, hear about new reggaeton music? Do you, like, is there, like, a Spotify? Playlist? Uh, well... Yeah, there, well, there are several, but honestly, my algorithm now just, like, knows mm-hmm. that this is what I listen to. I mean, I follow a bunch of them uh, on Instagram, too, and so I know when they have new music coming out, and I listen to, or I follow a couple of uh, reggaeton DJs, so, like, when they have sets happening, like, online streaming sets, then I'll listen to those, and mm. songs that I don't know, I'll try and, like, figure out what they are and look for them, Um yeah, it's like a mix of, of all those three things. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. I, I, I love the genre. Mm. Um, but while, you know, I, I would say reggaeton even, you know, changed my life in some ways. Uh, but so while we're talking about that, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what what are some albums that have changed your guys' lives? Okay. Mm-hmm. You like that transition? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, that, was a, that was a mean transition. You should go for I feel like well, I, I think you have okay. more to talk about. Yeah. All right. I'll go first. Yeah. Okay. okay. So the album that changed my life. I'm not gonna say no shit when I was young because you know you young and you dumb. <clears throat> but I first moved to New York, uh, 2016, and I was having a very difficult time. And then Trump won. 
You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And Trump won, and one of my homies, he gave, uh, he put me on. I knew about Jeff Rose's stock because we cool, and then because um, of the Gethard show, mm-hmm. the motherfucker would do shit on the Gethard show, but I never was like I wasn't. I'm not gonna lie to you. I wasn't really in like in tune with him. So my homie was like, nah, you should listen to his new shit. Uh, it's Worry. Shout out Liam. So then I listened to the first song after just having a wild night. And it was like maybe two days after uh, Trump was elected. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, I'm an adult now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, like, I'm not like a like a young boy. Like, I'm for real like an adult. Like, I should be doing like adult shit. And this album basically made me see like, yo, like, I was acting foolish. <laughs> like, I know I'm in my early 20s, but I'm really acting foolish type shit. But this album also made me be like, like, right now I'm trying to get on. Like, right now. Mm-hmm. But it's like, this dude is like 36 and he's complaining like, I've been doing this shit for that long and I haven't been getting bread or recognition. So that shit made me be like, yo, whatever I'm doing right now don't matter. Because <laughs> this dude has like albums and he was in another group. And it just made me see basically... Not the industry, but like being ambitious or like going for your dream like differently. Mm. You feel me? Like, like there's so many times I've done shows when people are like, "Oh, that shit was fire." I was like, just because it's fire don't mean I'm gonna get there. Because if this dude's like making full ass albums and he's not even in the spot he want to be, and then it also talks about like at that time like police was wilding. He was talking about police brutality, Mm. and I was just buying shit just so I could be happy because I lived with two people I didn't like. And I didn't like my life at that point. So he was talking about like how capitalism, you feel me, can make you happy. You buying shit just to like, you feel me? Mm. So I felt like at that point, it really just, like it struck me. You feel me? Like I was like, this is where I am in my life with this album. But like mm. also it's like, like I was doing wild shit. Not like crazy suspect shit, but I was like having one night stands and doing super shit like that. And then he's talking, there's a song on it where he's talking about like, you're what I do was was that valid? Like, is it cool? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I really went and done that. So it's like, like each song, and it's not even like, like I'm not even trying to suck his dick, but I do think he's super talented. But it's like, he is like, quote unquote woke or like driven in politics, but it's not overbearing because mm-hmm. it's written in like a kind of relatable way, and it's mm. not like, oh my god, you have to be on my side. It's like this is what I'm going through. So it was almost like I was listening to like a lesson at the same time, you feel uh, me, type yeah. shit. So I don't know that album, like that shit made me look at like everything I do differently, like mm. how I live my life, the jobs I do, the shows I pick to do, who I pick to do shows with. Like it just changed my whole shit. I'm like, yo, this dude is like 30, he not even married. First line is like, damn, like our decade is fucked, and there's gonna be mad divorces with my friends. Like, oh, you know what I mean? That's like the first four bars, and I'm like, wow. yo. My friend is about to get married in like a year, like that I met um. on an indie improv team. <laughs> and I'm over here getting drunk at Star Bar trying to holler at somebody. You know what mm. like, Had you listened to like that genre of music before? I, I feel listen, like it's not what listen, you normally. I've listened to a lot of pop punk growing mm. up. Like I mm. fuck with like the front bottoms. I fuck with like Fall Out Boy. I fuck with like Joyce Manor. Mm. But they're not political with it. Like they're mm. in their bag type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like the front bottoms is in their bag. Like, oh, like, sure, they might have shit like, oh, I knocked up my girlfriend. But like this dude is like talking about like yeah. race and gentrification. And you know what I'm saying? Like the song he has, I think it's like um, staring at your old apartment. Like that shit made me think about my granddad. Like when I walk by my granddad's like apartment, fam, that shit is like a Jamba Juice. <laughs> you know what I'm oh, no. That shit not even relatively the same kind of neighborhood. And this was the shit I used to kick it with my grandpa, get a Haitian patty, Haitian store gone. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, 
at that moment in my life, like this was for real, like the soundtrack to my life, even though like I'm not a white man uh, making political pop punk, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But How did you feel when you first, because you've been to a Jeff Rosenstock show, right? Did, and they're, yes. they're crazy. How did you feel when you first went I was, saw him live? I was booling. Uh, I wasn't doing no wild shit. I wasn't throwing no elbows. I was I was there to see my son do his thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't tape nothing. I made sure like I'm a savior this, so yes. I made sure like. But it was an emotional experience for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna cap to you and tell you I like no dream as much as I like worry. Mm-hmm. But I do like his albums. I think he's very consistent. I think all his albums, his four albums are great. But worry, that shit was bro, for real. <laughs> that shit. Save my if I didn't have that shit, like I'm not even trying to like suck his dick, I would probably like not be alive type shit. Wow. You know what I mean? Do, so. you, do you remember like that night where you put it on when you were like, you know, intoxicated or whatever? Do you yeah. know what you may have like gone for instead had you not have chosen that album to listen to in that if, in that moment? If Liam never told me to peep that, I probably would have played um like some dumb shit like uh <laughs> like like future or something. Yeah. Like that was like that was like when Dirty Sprite Two was like mm. on fire. Like that's <laughs> that's <laughs> so, yeah. And that's not the shit. Like I love that album. That's a classic album. That's not the shit I should have been listening to as a like guy the, that just moved to yeah Brooklyn. And then you have two shitty. I had two shitty jobs. I was struggling with both the jobs. My roommate was hella suspicious. Like he was just he was such an odd character. Mm-hmm. And I was like I don't know if this guy don't fuck with me. If he fuck with me, what's his deal? And then he was asking me a whole bunch of crazy shit after a festival one time. And I was, bro, I was going through it. Yeah. <laughs> Seems I, like the opposite end of the spectrum from Jeff Rosenstock. Like how you just described Jeff Rosenstock, like Dirty Sprite 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if he never told me to listen to that shit, I don't know what the fuck I would have been doing. But wow. I just remember after the first song, the We Back to Explode, I heard that shit and I was like, damn, like. I got to get my shit straight. Because, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not trying to be... No disrespect to Jeff. I'm not trying to be his age in a basement. Yeah. Trying to make sure you jumping. You know I think, I mean? like, it's so important to have someone at um, an older... Or in an older age group who's, like, lived life and is giving, like, these lessons back. And to look at that and be like, this is what I want and what I do, what I don't want. And... That's the way, I think like that's how we know that we're on track with what we want for ourselves sometimes is if we have like a compass in someone else. Yeah. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. For uh-huh. sure. But, um, but shout out Jeff one time, man. <laughs> <laughs> shout out Jeff. I recommend if y'all, I'm, like I know a lot of, I know a lot of white people that are like, I hate emo people's voice. I hate whatever, whatever. Like, if you could, like, put that shit to the side, and if you listen to that album, it is a phenomenal album. Yeah. Yes. There's, not, there's not one bar wasted. There's not one song about nothing. Every song has a topic about something that's going on in this decade that's important. Mm-hmm. And I think it's worth a listen. And yeah. it's, like, 29 minutes. Ooh, I love it it's short. It's so short. It's so short. It's so... You're in and you're out. Wow. I, I let that shit rock twice. That's how much I fuck with it. I never listened to Jeff Rosen talk, so maybe I will tonight. Save, uh, saved it. I'm going to listen to it yeah, for you. Done. What's done is done. Yeah. Uh, Jesse? <gasps> okay. Well, mm-hmm. so, um, I mean, it was pretty, yeah, if, for, pretty easy for me to pick, um, but I feel like it changed my life for, like, way less cool reasons than <laughs> Steve. Um, because, true. like, I think... For me, I mean, I've always liked music, um, but I think, you know, as like a teen, I was just like listening to like the hits or whatever, like hardly ever listened to like a full album or took the time to like appreciate 
And that changed before this album came out. But like I by that time I was like, OK, like out full albums. And so, so I picked Melodrama by Lord. And before this album came out, like I liked um, Pure Heroin. I don't think like I was at like like when it like I don't think when it came out, I was like right there with it, I think. Because, yeah, it was like two, 2013, I just graduated high school. So I was like not really listening yet to like albums that much. But first she dropped Greenlight, the, sing, the single Greenlight. And I just, it was like the song and the video came out at the same time. And I was just like, this is really cool. And a big, like, a big part of it was that, yeah, like I saw that video and I was like, I want to make that video i want to recreate that video um so i did um and like made my we did like a shot for shot thing of it and it was a really fun experience um just to like like recreate it and i definitely just got like obsessed with this song because of it um and when that full album dropped i the morning like the morning that it came out i was listening to it as i was taking the bus to my friend tim's house to edit this video and i was just like just it was like I wasn't you know doing this video to like get anywhere like it, it was purely driven by like I just love this video and I just like want to make do a shot for shot remake like I don't really know why I did it but um but I was like feeling really excited and like proud that I'd done it and so I think I was already in a place like ready to love it but like I remember it was raining and just hearing so yeah it starts with green light I'm like yes I love this song and then the rest of the album, just like every single song, I was like, this sounds so cool. And like the lyrics are so cool. And like, it just really got to me. And it just was one of the first albums where I was like, I love this album and like, <laughs> and, and I, I love this album. <laughs> and um, so I don't, it's like, I'm like, how did that change my life? I don't know. Well, I mean, for a while, yeah, I was like obsessed with this album. I did a freaking comedy show about it where people did stuff for each of the songs and like it, people just like associated me with um, this album for a while. And I, I don't know. It was just like my first feelings of just like loving something. So I feel like, I feel like when you like find something that you like fall in love with in a way, it like, you know, opens your heart up yeah, more for sure. For sure. and just like it, it's just like a nice expression of love and like definitely um the louvre that song really got me because of the like the lyrics and i just love the way that she like writes about like romance yeah i remember i f like i remember i was yeah i was like, on the bus and i think i was getting off the bus or something and ugh, it's so good and then um like the song liability that one oh that was also released as a single before the album came out and that song really got me because i was like whoa i really relate to this like you're talking about being too much like that's literally my main thing that i get anxious about yeah <laughs> that so I'm just too much my question is like i guess off that like are can you sort of associate every song to like a personal memory or experience uh in your life I, yeah, I'm like, well, Rider in the Dark for sure, because I think at the time um, I was like, yeah, young in New York and like, you know, dating and doing some stupid shit. But like anytime I would have like a romantic failure, I'd be like, well, it's OK, because I'm going to like turn this into like comedy or art or something. So that song really got me like super cut. I was like, this is what I do. I like imagine shit as a movie. Um, and yeah, this one. Ugh. 
and like the reprise like it also like it just it's such a cohesive album too like listening to it on vinyl too it's like it just it, it's like a piece and um i think i think oh, what people shit. don't realize is like like her first shit came out she won all the grammys you know how much pressure there is yeah. yeah to make the second shit and the second shit is better than the so first shit good. like to me i think that's what really put jack on yeah, yeah. And you know what i'm saying because that shit was crazy like the the amount of pressure both of those musicians had to make that yeah. and the whole shit slapped from start to finish and different yeah. in a way from like the other pop mm -hmm. artists that he's worked with mm -hmm. like i think lord is way more um eclectic than like you know and and she's not like a traditional pop artist like taylor is I yeah think. i so. feel like that album sounds like if if you went out for a long night and then you mm. woke up and you thought about that night. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah so you kind of reflect on what you did that night and yourself yeah and that's why i fuck with that album i thought that album was crazy i i'm gonna come clean i did not fuck with her first album at all i was like this is whack shit but the Pure second heroin? Shit, yeah i did not fuck with it I did it can not. be pretty basic at times like it's just like the beats and stuff it's like kind of very really young when that yeah, yeah but i felt like her pen game Oh, yeah. that shit oh is my. crazy. Yeah, and that like crazy. hearing, yeah, like all the videos were beautiful, and like she was like just hearing her talk about like the colors of the album. It just like feels so like alive to me. And yeah, yeah I remember I did listen. The last time I listened to this album in full was right after Solar Power came out. I listened to Solar Power, and then I listened to Melodrama, and I freaking sobbed because yeah, I'm just like so. Melodrama good. is amazing. Yeah. yeah. All right, all right. We don't need to get into that. We don't need to get into that. that one. Yeah, but like, yeah, I'm just like looking at the other albums that came out in 2017 as do well. You, do you have a favorite off melodrama, like Ultimate? Ugh, I mean, I think, well, it, it really changes, but I think like Perfect perfect Places too. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Mm. Uh, I would say like if I had to pick, I guess I would pick like Supercut, I guess, if I had mm -hmm. to pick one. But this one too, um, she performed this twice. She performed on Jimmy Fallon and Seth Meyers. It was like, Jimmy Fallon, one of them, she like had a bunch of branches on her back or some flowers and she was like doing something. And then one, another one, she had like a high school choir sing with her. Wow. And you can't find that video on YouTube and it sucks. Okay, so would that, if 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 Lord was like Jesse, mm -hmm. I'm gonna sing to you. <laughs> Shut up. Well, I mean, I, I'm gonna sing to you. Wait, I can't she, do the accent. What is, is she? It's, she's she's from Auckland, yeah. yeah. If, if she melodrama? gave you, yeah, melodrama. Yeah. <laughs> sound like flat in the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Melodrama. Red. Red. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to sing to you mm -hmm. uh, for one night only. Uh huh. What, like, would it be that same pick, your favorite oh, song? Oh, no. Or it, would it, would be, what would it be. Oh, my gosh. Well, one, um, when I saw her live, she did a cover of Self Control, or no, Solo oh. by Frank Ocean. That was so good. Wait, what? Yeah. It was really good. Uh, there's a video of it. I'm gonna scream. I, I would say, yeah, she, yeah, she freaking sang soul. Um, I would say like probably something like liability, cause like, and yeah. then I would just we would stare at each other and cry. Yeah. Um, a fun. I mean, I I don't know if I've ever told you both, but when I saw get get on your knees, Jacqueline Novak's show, Laura was sitting behind me. That's yes, fucking you did. She was yeah, That's fucking wild. behind me, and then one seat over. It was her, Rachel Antonoff, Jack Antonoff. That's and can you imagine you're at a show? She was so close and it was, yeah, I was like freaking out. And then like, you know, I could basically see her out of the corner of my eye. And anytime that like I laughed and she laughed, I got pretty emotional. Oh my um, God. So <laughs> yeah. So that's really fucked up. Out of all the celebrities that have been at people we know's shows, that might be the most um, impressed. I mean, that's Jackie yeah. Novak, but like 
that's pretty fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. Fucked up. it was yeah emotional. So it, it it changed my life, and that I just loved it so much, and it opened my heart to love, and I and I love everything she does. <laughs> Everything she does, and like the v, the v, her, the the like Vivo performances of songs from these are really cool. Like she arranges stuff a little bit differently. How many times have you seen her live? I um just well, so I saw her perform once at the it was was it called the um like it's like an uh, it's like a benefit concert that Jack Antonoff did like the Ally Coalition something. I know I know you talking about. Like, I saw her perform there. Citizens. Yeah, that's no. in Jersey, right? It's in Jersey. Eh? It was it was oh, here when so, I saw the, it at the Stone Pony. No. No, okay. I forget what it was. <laughs> was that the town hall? <laughs> anyway, I saw her perform like two songs, and then I saw her at Barclays Center when she toured Melodrama, and then I'm seeing her on April 18th at Radio City Music Hall, mm -hmm. and I'm so close. I'm not like so. I mean, I'm in. I'm just. I'm in the front center orchestra. That's fine. I'm really. I'm and close. That, and that's for the the Solar Power tour. Yes. That's fine. And I know she will be doing old songs as well. Oh shit. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I'm sure. And the I'm, people at home should know that you. I hate Solar Power, but I love Lord, and it's a point of contention. I'm between sorry us. you have hate. I'm sorry you have any hate in your heart. I'm <laughs> team Alana with this. That shit was yeah. ass. I do We're not going to get into in my heart. This is not cool. what this is about. This is an album that changed my life. <laughs> Solar Power did not change my life. <laughs> We're just giving the audience yeah. <laughs> all five of them yeah, know, some they context. Know caca sauce too. Audience knows it's caca sauce. <laughs> we but don't want to get. Jesse I'm like, mad. let me let me just stare into the camera. Yeah, we don't want. <laughs> no, Shem, you don't have to play Solar Power. This is your Jim Halpert moment or whatever the fuck. You know that shit, caca sauce too. I absolutely don't know that. <laughs> you know it's not caca sauce, or you? I know that it's not. Because not even I loved it's it, not, and that's what, all that matters to me. It's not and what though. I don't. Put what? hate in my what? heart for anything. <laughs> I, don't I, don't I don't like to hate anything. I think that's actually a good way to live. I definitely wouldn't hate something that either my friends liked. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. You know, if I could, if I could make hate? any case for it, it would be that that it makes you so happy. So therefore, I support it. Hate? However, I hate Trump. Like, yeah, <laughs> if I didn't so know you, I would hate it with violent rage. But you that's make me hate it a little bit less. <laughs> Isn't that sweet? That's so sweet. Um, we can totally move on from me. <laughs> I'm done. Um, okay, that said, up, okay. I, that said, that said, I please. was also debating saying melodrama. Oh, really? Wow. Well, we're two white women uh, <laughs> in our. Well, you're still in your twenties. <laughs> yeah, so fun. that's cool. Um, but you know, we are two white women, and we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> wait, wait, hold but, on. Is this something I don't know? Is that a white women album? That's I mean, not... Lord, I think is very, I think she's very meaningful for a lot of people, but I, I've, I think a lot of white women probably like her. The white okay. gays love melodrama as well. Yeah. I, my brother. I will say, gotcha. Shem's agreeing. Shem yeah, understands. Yeah, yeah. Shem blessed me right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. So, Whatever. so I was thinking that, but I don't know that it changed my life. Can I tell you my, my journey? Sure. Okay. So uh, originally, I was like, okay, was it Mariah Carey's Rainbow? Because That's I was, I was in middle school when that came out. I think it was the first album that made me like realize how much I loved music and was a nice like middle point of uh, like R and B and then also hip hop and learning about like all those Jay Z, Jermaine Dupri, Missy um, from there. But then I got a little bit older, and then in college, uh, Man on the Moon. <sighs> End of Days on. came out. Come on. And that made me feel really seen. And so, like, if you were asking me maybe pre-2016, I would say that. 
However, it's post 2016 now, and I'm realizing that 2016 may have been an important year for all. <laughs> yeah, because it's yeah. Hold on, yeah, I probably don't know about this. There's a, a British comedian. I don't know what the fuck is. It's James Alacaster. Mm-hmm. He got a book, and it's like the. I know that guy. You know what I'm talking well, about? Well, not personally, but yeah, I yeah, know what you're talking about. The book is like 2016 is like the greatest year for music. And the album that he said is the best is Jeff Rosenstock. Wow. And the, the title of the book is Perfect Sound Whatever, which is the last track on Jeff Rosenstock. But I think he says, like, well, it's Life of Pablo. Yes. Uh, Blonde. Blonde um, CTRL, which yeah, C- CTRL, is my yeah, album. Yeah. I didn't read the book, but I was like, oh, that's interesting. I never thought of that. Yeah, yeah. it was a crazy year for music. And so 2016 hits, I think maybe spring or summer. I don't remember exactly what month CTRL came out. But when I heard CTRL. Control? Yeah. Sorry, I call it CTRL because... Well, you know what we talking about. <laughs> I did not know at first. I call it CTRL because my friends Ray, Andy, and Tyree had a collective, a video collective, called CTRL from after we got out of college in 2011. And got it. Then this album dropped yes. in 2016. I just never heard the album called that before. Yeah, I think yeah. it's called Control, to be honest. And I'm fucking yeah. up. Anyways. I about. So, this album definitely changed my life because let me see if I can collect my thoughts I think it just made me feel seen in a way that uh, Man on the Moon didn't because also it was performed by a female vocalist mm-hmm. also and I think Drew Barrymore was the first single yes that dropped mm-hmm. and it was like maybe a year ahead of its actual release something crazy like that and I remember hearing Drew Barrymore and just feeling like way less lonely because you know that song is pretty much be, uh, it's about being lonely in a way that like you're sort of passed over for somebody else and that felt like a familiar feeling to me and ever since I had ended my first relationship there was like a lot of guilt I felt from that and I think I put myself into a lot of these situations where it just wouldn't work out for me because the people I was going for weren't like a good match and they weren't good for me and that was a way to like punish myself and so to make myself like feel passed over was a way that I knew how to like also punish myself and hearing that sung about in Drew Barrymore it just felt like sometimes the themes in music are the same but the way the singer is singing it makes it feel new and different um it's not like a revelation that's just how this felt and you know supermodel too it's Ugh. like i just want to be like your ultimate thing i want to be whatever like you think is perfect and i think you know it took me also a while to learn that you know if something is right then you don't have to perform for someone else and you don't have to position yourself in ways that like make you look perfect or you know like the the most beautiful thing about like actually falling in love and like you know meeting someone and letting it develop is like letting them see the not perfect parts of you and that is something that I think I forgot after this relationship ended and um let me just continue this album's no skips it's a no it's absolutely a no skips album um love galore I mean still goes up still goes up like and it's it's such a good that was like you know the first time in my life too I was just starting like a toxic sort of entanglement which at the time I didn't know was like toxic and I you know I just I felt like alive around this person but in a way that like wasn't good because you know 
felt like sort of like a drug. Uh, and, you know, you're at the whim of their interest. Like when they call, you pick up. But if you call, they're not going to be as accessible to you. And it just felt like sort of, you know, with melodrama and you or like, you know, Jeff Rosenstock and you, there there were specific scenes from my life that I could relate every track to. Mm-hmm. Um, Doves in the Wind, I just think, is a beautiful song. Yeah. Mm. Um, I like all the talk I, about pussy. I, I, the I got um, I got like an interesting story uh, with this album because when I first heard it, I was like, "This is pretty cool." Mm-hmm. And then I had a, a close friend at the time, and she really like resonated with the album, and that made me see the album differently because she got that shit like tattooed on her. Yeah, like the, the I've thought about it. Shit. Yeah, it's a nice tattoo. And then that's why I was like, all right, let me like actually like dead ass like sit down and listen to like not just the like the singles, you feel me? And that's why I fuck with like Broken Clocks and Gojina, uh. you know what I'm saying? So it's like I think that, I think this album is phenomenal, and I get why a lot of women resonate with it. And I think it's very dumb uh, for the dudes that think this album sucks because it's like you're the dude. Yeah, yeah, you're the dude. Yeah, yeah. You can fix that, dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? You don't gotta hate the music. You yeah, know what I'm saying, but yeah, I, I don't even. I, I wouldn't even be able to relate to that person who hated like to not even be able to recognize how incredible it is like the songwriting the production i mean like broken clocks also like it's not i think the the album isn't purely like about romantic relationships it's also about like a hunger for like to change your life and to make to do what you love and do what you dreamed of doing and that like gives it depth and it gives it like more personality and that is something that I think I've felt since college of just this like hunger for maybe something more than what I'm doing during the day or doing to get my paycheck. Yeah, this is like the melodrama for black women. <laughs> yeah, I that I feels 100% yeah. accurate. Yeah, that's true. I haven't met a black woman that don't like this album. No. Real shit. Yeah. No, I, don't, I don't know why I said no, but like, <laughs> <Real shit. laughs> that feels incredibly accurate. But I love um, Prom. You didn't mention Prom, um, but I really love that song. Prom, I, Normal Girl, I think really is... Um, and 20 something mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. normal girl and 20 something like normal girl is just you know just feeling that the same feeling of like you're not going to be you're never going to be what someone else is sort of looking for and you're not going to be this like ordinary person this like safe safe choice for someone which is often like a lot of the relationships i see and are just like safe choices and like people like men choosing partners not all men i will say but guys not, choosing not all partners men. that don't challenge them and like don't bring out the best in them just so that they can sort of just continue living life how they're living life and not have to like reflect on themselves and you know i think like i have am also guilty of that i, th- I don't think like just men are guilty of that i think it's like a human thing where it's like you're it's vulnerable enough to be in a relationship it's another kind of vulnerability to be like maybe my life isn't going great because of the choices I'm making so I'm not going to pick somebody who's going to make me turn the mirror on myself and that's exactly like what I had been doing for years so like even a song like that it like it's about a guy but it's it's also about I think like I don't know if it's about SZA herself but it also feels like it could be about me and how I've treated myself and looked at my my own choices and then 20 something I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you just get to, to a point in your 20s where you're like, I'm not, I'm not cutting it. Like mm-hmm. something needs to change. Like, am I always going to feel this way forever? And like, I don't feel like how I did in my late 20s. I don't feel how I felt when I first heard this for the first time. Like any of these songs. 
the production's good, but I feel like also the like, like I, all these songs, like you pick out like the lyric, like you sing the the parts. Mm. I don't know what I'm saying. No, I guess not. I understand totally. Like I feel like Frank Ocean too. It's like you're you, yeah. there's so many like little parts of songs that you just oh, like, God, like yeah. quotables. Yeah, mm-hmm. lines yeah. that like they sync. You know. Mm-hmm. What I mean? Yeah, and yeah, I think it's just you're not where. You're not where you you wanted to be at at this point in your life, and I think that's such a like visceral feeling that so many people feel, like, you know, not yeah. even just now, but even you know. I think that's why I gravitated to Jeff's album too, because when you listen to rap, it's always like I'm doing some glossy mm-hmm. shit, but he was like, "Yo, bro, shit hard right now." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the hardest time for it's me. It's true. So, yeah. yeah, and to I don't know, I think like also Kid Cudi at least like more mainstream wise like released a vulnerability in like hip hop uh, and she's not you know she's R&B but yeah I think but for like for, for like black boys that Kid Cudi shit was powerful yeah. because mm-hmm. I think the only rappers that was like talking about like suicidal shit mm-hmm. was like Atmosphere and you know what I mean yeah. like white oh, yeah. the conscious one yeah. yeah and it's like you know what I mean half the time no disrespect to Atmosphere I think he's a great rapper I love his albums Black people wasn't trying to listen to no shit like that. You know what I'm saying? We wasn't going out of our way, yeah. FYE, to listen to yeah. your shit. You know what I'm saying? But when Kid Cudi did that, although some people were like, this is a bullshit, at least in my high school, they're like, this album sucks. But wow. there's a lot of black kids that was like, nah, we kind of needed that. Yeah. yeah. It's I was, like- was going to pick that shit. But I wasn't really going through nothing at that point. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because sometimes you just hear an album and you're like, this is an important album, but like, it's not really changing my life in this moment. Yeah. yeah I have and, a question for y'all. Yeah. Now, we all picked these albums. Do you think there's going to be another album in your life that's going to overshadow this album? I was I was thinking that too. Like, oh, what's like the next like life-changing album? I don't... Well, with some, with like Lord or... So, okay. I knocked about <laughs> Solar Power because it didn't change my life, but I did have an amazing experience listening to it for the first time and she is a person even though she's a little bit younger than me where I do think about like oh wow like you know when I'm older and she's also older and she's making music like I think like it's it's exciting to think like oh I'm kind of going along with this artist and she's gonna yeah like I'm sure she's gonna you know drop something that's gonna really hit me when I'm you know 50 or something or you know I don't know so that so that's a thought I you know that's really interesting. I think like it would have to sort of teach me new lessons or like really look at my life in a way I haven't looked at mm-hmm. yet. And I so like it's hard for me to picture that. Um, like I think I'll have albums I like really love and um, mm-hmm. like, you know, I, that said, Frank Ocean needs to drop a new album. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Kaylani, uh, it was good until it wasn't. Came Fire. came close. Fire. Um, mm-hmm. And I had loved her for a long time, but that just tap she tapped into an, a different level of songwriting and production on that. Um, and it was also made during the pandemic, and she shot all the like she taught herself how to like shoot direct. Like they went to go buy a camera to like shoot mm-hmm. all that stuff in the desert. Like, and I think that also comes through when I think about that album is just the fact that she basically her and her editor Mm -hmm. did it all like did all the the visual stuff for that Mm -hmm. um so like maybe that that's how I felt about that's how I felt about um how I'm feeling now by Charlie XCX because I was um very into like the process I like dropped into a few zooms that she did so like when that album came out I was like whoa I kind of feel like a part of this album because I heard snippets of some of the songs like and heard demos but that's like a different I feel like from because like, I was going to say like a life-changing album it's like the production's on point 
like lyrics, like all of that has to be there. Plus like, um, you know, topics that resonate with you. Yeah. It's like, so there, you know, there's been amazing albums, but none yet that like, or, you know, that like cut to my core. Yeah. yeah. The, the other one I was going to pick was um, Kid Cudi or Lupe Fiasco because mm. you feel me? He was really rapping about anime and like, mm terrorism you know what i mean not that ass because i was like oh if you a rapper you gotta rap about like booties and shooting people and he was saying the complete opposite like yo that shit is dumb so i was like oh shit this shit is crazy and nobody in middle school really fucked with it besides me so i was the only kid listening to this shit like every day but i personally think there's not gonna be another life-changing album for me and not to sound arrogant because like where my life is going it can't be as bad as it was back mm-hmm. then you know what i'm saying yeah. yeah so i can't really see another album like wowing me as much as worry by jeff rosenstock but hey i could be wrong i could get like a what if i have a kid and a dog and a fence and i'm living like the black version of american beauty and then somebody else makes some shit that could resonate or what if i'm like in one of those brownstone white ass movies and i'm mm-hmm. over here telling you about my friend's distillery and fancy <laughs> weed and i need a new album so i don't know i could be full of shit but yeah no, i think always that's really... ready to have my life changed by yeah. Now. yeah but i do think that's like a that's how I feel too. Is that like nothing will be as bad as it was like exactly. in that moment, you know, pre this year uh, or twenty sixteen. Um, so I think that's a really yeah excellent way to put it. But Jesse's Jesse's going to be changed again. I'm open to being changed. Always. Yeah, you will be a new. Yeah, <laughs> I, was just, I was gonna say some crazy shit that should not be recorded. <laughs> I was gonna say some crazy. Well, then why don't you say it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, say it. You gonna. You know what I'm saying? My man that teaches. You feel oh, me? Okay, so. enough, of that. <laughs> enough of that. Enough of that. Um, this was a great discussion on albums that changed our life. I feel emotional. Yeah, I feel emotional too. I, I, I feel like yeah. I lear- know more about both of you. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, we can cry later together. And, yeah. and then, yeah, when we do hear that next album, we'll, we'll tell each other. Mm-hmm. We got the life check on. Life yeah. changed. Yeah. Life changed. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go cry off air. We won't subject you guys to that. Love you. Love you. <laughs> the Bop Pod. A podcast for the stance. <laughs>